Welcome, welcome. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Raw and Unscripted Show. So you can do it. You have the power within yourself to change whatever it is that you're focusing on. If you're not happy with the way you look, if you're not happy with what you're eating, if you're not happy with anything in your particular life, make it an intention every single day when you get up to say, listen, that is yesterday's Chris. That is yesterday's Tina. That is yesterday's Tara. That is yesterday's person. And today I choose to be here. I choose to live intentionally to be able to be the person that I deserve to be so I can leave the legacy that I want to leave. That's what this is about, guys. When you have a big enough why, you have a big enough how. And that's what I teach you here. And uh, so please allow me to welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show, Tara Rivera. What's going on, Tara? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted hey. Show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you for being here. I know it's uh, it's late over there on the East Coast, and uh, but we're going to have an exciting conversation, so much so that you're not going to be able to go to sleep for two weeks. How does that? <laughs> well, I, I'll be really, really tired and not be able to mom. So, I mean... <laughs> not be able easy to on me be easy on you i will i will so i'm wearing my van halen shirt tonight because i know you're a rocker what's what's your favorite yes. van halen song i you know i'm that's an, a different generation sorry chris <gasps> oh my god it's a different generation what are you calling me old i didn't talk about the beatles no what kind of music do you listen to you know, I just, I listen to, uh, mostly like, I like nine inch nails. They're my favorite. Yeah. Mainly because of Trent Reznor. I think he's a genius. He is. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you hear Johnny Cash's when he did uh, the version of hurt? Oh yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. I love, and I love Johnny Cash. Yeah. So are yeah. you a Marilyn Manson fan? Mm, eh. I saw him live, but yeah. Yeah, I was a big Marilyn Manson fan. That's why I that's where I got yeah. introduced to him was from Nine Inch Nails and Twiggy and all oh, those cool. guys. The craziness. Yeah. But uh yeah, no. Um, so your your homework after this or tomorrow <laughs> is to is to go check out a band called Van Halen. There were just only so I, I know who band. they are. Come <laughs> on. My favorite Good, good. Yeah, that's no problem. I mean, they're old anyway, right? You got to bust them, right? We got Jacqueline Rose in the house. What's up, Jacqueline Rose? My Irish sister from another mister. She says, hello, Christopher. Great to be here. Thank you for being here. And of course, like I said before, we got Lee with us. Thank you, Lee, for being here. So I just want to jump into this. You and I have had plenty of conversations about life yeah. and about the, the hardships of life and the challenges of life and how to have that unstoppable mindset. What do you want people listening to this and watching this tonight? What do you want them to know the most? Like what message do you really want to send people tonight? I want people to know that being yourself is the best thing that you can do, not just for you, but for everybody around you. Like being really, really, truly authentic to who you are. Even if it pisses people off and they don't like it. Yep. Wow. I like yeah. that. I, I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've been, I've been other people like there's a, somebody was going on my YouTube page the other day and they said, Oh my God, there's videos of here. You wearing a suit and tie. And I said, yeah, I actually used to wear a suit and tie. I used to do the little hand clasp thing and I used to not swear. And I used to not have the bandana on. And I used to say all the things that everybody else wanted me to say, because that's what got me to fit in. And that if I, if, and I learned very quickly in life, you know, after my situation of being homeless and everything, I learned that if I knew what Tara wanted and what Tara, what type of person Tara wanted me to be. And as long as I became that person, then I was successful with Tara or I was successful mm -hmm. with Chuck or I was successful with so-and-so talk to us about that journey for you, because I think it is so really important. I think so many people miss that about being just true, authentically to your core, who you are. Talk to us about that. So I think, you know, it's great that you, you were talking about what other people 
expect of you because I think that that is where we hurt ourselves the most, where we think that somebody expects something of us even. Sometimes we're projecting stuff onto ourselves. And if somebody wants something for you, that's great. And you can appreciate that, but that doesn't mean that's what's actually best for you. And I think that, I mean, I struggled with that a lot and I still do sometimes, but I think, you know, we all do. But if you're trying to please everybody, you can't please everybody because everybody wants something different. So why not just do what you want to do in the first place? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what keeps you centered in those moments where you sit there and think like, oh, this person wants me to be this and this person wants me to do this, but I got to stay true to myself. What helps you find that higher? I call it the big why. I I say when you have a big enough why, you have a big enough how. What keeps you centered in those moments where you think, wow, if I was just that person for that person, they would be happy with me. And if I was that person for that person, they would be happy with me. And then they would be all off my back. I think either... People are going to love you and accept you the way you are, even if they don't necessarily always agree with you. They're still going to have your back or um, there's no room for that kind of shit in your life. I mean, I really like I have friends who and and my, my sister, too. She tells me all the time, like, I don't necessarily agree with this decision, but I love you and I'm here for you anyway. And like, that's that's what you need. Those are the kinds of people that you need in your life. We're going to keep it real, but then still have your back at the end of the day, no matter what you do. Mm -hmm. It's so true. Your vibe attracts your tribe. And I've seen that so many times in my life. I've been through situations where when I was going back to get my GED or going to college, my friends, my homies, my buddies were like, oh, what are you going to do, Mr. Smarty Pants? You're going to get all smarter than us and leave us and do all that. I'm like, you guys should be like advocating for me to go to do this, to get smarter and to, to make a difference right. in my life, considering I dropped out the seventh fucking grade, right. but those aren't your friends. Those aren't your home. And those are the people that want you to stay down because they feel inferior because of you rising to be your best. What has been, what has that been like for you in your journey? I mean, have you had to wish people well in your life, maybe family members or, or old best friends and things of that nature? Yeah. I think, you know, I don't think it necessarily even has to be like this big breakup. It can just be that you kind of evolve past that relationship, let's say, like you decide, okay, this person is holding me back or the situation is holding me back. And you can kind of deprioritize people. It really doesn't have to be like, I don't want, I don't want you in my life at all anymore. I mean, sometimes you don't have a choice and you kind of have to put up with some people's shit a little bit, but you can also choose to like, let it bounce off of you because you're like, well, that person's opinion of me doesn't really matter so much because I know who they are and I know what to expect from that person. Mm. Have you always been like this? Have you always had that clarity to be able to see that? No. So no, talk to us about that no. journey because I, I I know people are watching and listening to this right now going, okay, you guys have found your freak. I call it flying your freak flag. I said <laughs> yes. that the other day and somebody thought I was talking about sex. I'm like, no, just being <laughs> you. I'm like, I didn't, whatever you want to do. I'm like anything, just be yourself. Just fly your freak flag. Like be like, I wear my hat on backwards and my bandana and you know, walk around and swear, whatever, whatever it is. But talk to us about that journey for you, because I think so many people can learn from what it is that you've been through. Yeah. You know, I think that I, I had a tough life. And so I was always just trying to keep the peace um, from the, from my childhood. And as the oldest kid, Uh, I took on a lot of responsibilities, some, you know, that my parents asked of me, but some that they didn't. And then I just thought were expected of me. And so it just kind of became who I was and worried about everybody else and not really thinking about like, okay, what's best for me. And um, it took like 
really hitting rock bottom. I mean, I felt like my life completely fell apart all at once and I got really sick. Um, I was having trouble at work. I um, broke up with a boyfriend and lost the whole friend group along with it. And um, it was like all of a sudden I'm, I'm sick. I'm in bed. I'm alone. What the hell am I doing? Why is this happening? And rather than saying like, why is this happening to me? It was like, okay, either you got to let this, you're going to let it break you or you can choose to rise above it and see this as an opportunity. Like my, my Oma, my mom's mom used to say that rather than seeing things as like taking challenges and seeing them as opportunities rather than obstacles. And so I really took that to heart and it wasn't easy. It took a lot. I mean, I cried a lot. I, it was a, it was a roller coaster. And then um, I just slowly started to make changes and realize how much happier I was and how much better things slowly got for me just by doing what I wanted to do and what I knew was best for me or best for my kids. Um, because what's best for me is going to be best for my kids. Because if yes. I am, am, if I am being my best self and taking care of myself, I'm going to show up in the, in my best way for my kids, for my friends, my family, my partner, who like whoever, even even at work, like all of that really makes a big difference. And um, yeah, it was it was slow, it was painful, and um, lots of back and forth. And but I think now I'm like, you know, actually, this tattoo was a really big representation of that. Believe it or not, um, I had this really cutesy tattoo before um, on my chest with like colorful stars, and um, I felt like that's not who I am. I have been through so much and I have accomplished and overcome so much. And um, I'm finally ready to wear my badassery on the outside. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it kind of reminds me to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're about it. So, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is I think about people saying, well, isn't that being selfish or having people come to our lives saying you're being selfish, you know, and I I tell people like self-love is the first love because, you know, it's so true. So many times we put everybody else's feelings and their needs and their wants before our own. And yet we try to make ourselves be there for people that we love the most. But if we're not being true to ourselves and we're not truly loving who we are and taking care of ourselves, then we're not really being there and being the best for our kids or for our family or for whatever. Talk to us about that component of of that self-love component, because I found out during COVID, I gifted a bunch of people some coaching sessions. And I heard this whisper to say, ask these people, do they love themselves? Yes or no. And it was surprising. 75%, about 200 people said they had had trouble loving themselves. And I said, but yet you have this expectation you're going to attract love. Yet you have this expectation you're going to attract the great job. Yet you have this expectation that you're going to have great relationships. Talk to us about that component to find that true center of love for ourselves and to be able to let go of all the opinions and all the beliefs of the people that we think might matter, but really don't. Well, I think it's not linear, first of all. I think that, you know, everybody has days where they they feel better or worse about themselves. And I think that that's just part of the human experience. But I do also think that like that's part of loving yourself and acknowledging that you're you're going to have an array of emotions depending on how your day goes, depending on how you slept or whatever. And just remembering like, okay, 
how am I going to show up today? And if, and, and then at the end of the day, like, how did I show up today? What, how was my day kind of doing that reflection, both like ahead of the day and, and setting your intentions. Like, I think you had actually told me that. Yep. And then, um, then reflecting on my day. And if I didn't show up as my best self, if I was shitty to my boyfriend, for example, <laughs> being like, well, why, why, why did that happen? How did that happen? And, and how can I do better? And I think that like, those are the kinds of things that you do to love yourself because then you're, you're trying to improve all your relationships. And so it's not, it's not as selfish as it sounds, you know, like it's, it's really just about trying to be your best self and accepting yourself as you are at the same time. And that like knowing you're going to fuck up and know that nobody's perfect and not everybody's going to like you. And you, you really just kind of have to roll with it or, or let it break you. Yeah. I mean, it's true. You got to let it go. I mean, that's one of the things I tell people is like, if you're in a situation where you're caring so much about what other people think of you, ask yourself why, like, where is Mm -hmm. that trigger coming from? Oh, that's coming from my parents. I always want my parents validation and my parents love. Oh, I want to change my sister. I want to change my spouse But the change comes from within. And it's amazing, you know, and and you, you, you said it very eloquently. It's not easy. It's not easy, but it is completely worth it. And it takes time. Some people sit there and think like, oh, I want the overnight solution. I want it to be over tomorrow. I don't want to go through the pain. I don't want to go through the heartache. So they stay miserable and they stay mm-hmm. certain. If as long as they know what's certain, then they can stay in that comfort zone and not have to do anything about it. And they can bitch, piss and moan. They can go to their short-term gratifications and say, oh my God, my life is terrible, Tara. Oh my God, Christopher, you wouldn't understand it. All, all these bad things keep happening to me. But it takes that ability to stand up. And what we're talking about here, ladies and gentlemen, in case you haven't keyed in on it, is what we're willing to tolerate what we're willing to tolerate and who we're willing to tolerate it from. And when we get serious about our values, and I think to back up on that toleration is to say, what do I value? What do I value most? Like I value the integrity of my soul. I I value that I have dreams and I have needs and I have desires and that I need to have those fulfilled. And I deserve to have those fulfilled. It's not being selfish. It's having that self-love because when I pour into my bucket first, guess what I have the ability to do? I have the ability to go pour into other people's buckets and those people can go pour into other people's buckets. But so many times we're trying to get people to pour into our buckets. Oh, can you give me this validation? Oh, can you give me this? I met up with my sister. I didn't see my sister from the age of nine years old. She left. She had a different dad. She didn't want to stay around my mother and her psychological disorders. I didn't see her from nine years old. She was 16. We reunited when in 2005 when I was in my 30s and she was like 42 or something like that. And she turned out exactly like my mom. And all my life, I just wanted my family back together. I just wanted a family. And we, it was all dysfunction and everything else. It was just my mother and I. And after a pretty quick amount of time, I realized my sister was going to stay the victim that she wanted to be because it served her. And I had to sit there and realize, Chris, you can't save her. Chris, you can't change her. You either have to accept her as she is, and that's going to be a part of your life forever, or or you can wish her well. And I got to a point where I realized the toxicity. I was not going to tolerate and allow that toxicity into my life for the next 20 or 30 years. And so I politely wished her well. I said, I hope you have a great life. Please don't contact me anymore. I hope you get all your hopes and dreams because I thought about it, Tara. And I hope this helps other people out there. I've shared this story so many times. Like Mm -hmm. if I didn't share blood with this person, would I want any relationship with them? No, I had nothing in common with her. It was like this complete stranger that was woohoo. And here she was trying to take advantage of me because I got my shit together. And she asked me one day, she goes, baby brother, how did you not turn out like mom? 
you were homeless with mom. You went through, you grew up with mom. How did you not turn out like her? And I said, because I fucking chose not to. Yes. Because I read the autobiographies of successful people because I followed successful people because I didn't let toxic people to stay in my life. And I think that's so important for, for champions like yourself and myself. We continue to rise through that. We continue to sit there and say, you know what? It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. And when you think about your fears, you know, and I want to talk about fears, failures, and mistakes. How can we get people to change their perspective? You know, so many times we say, oh, I'm such a failure. I can never get this right. I always screw this up. How can we get people to shift their perspective about those past failures and, and, and fears and realize they're actually strengths and empowerments, like you said before? Well, I want to go back really quick to what you said about um, like how how you become you know, who you become. You choose it, right? You can, you also um, choose to allow people to enable you to stay in that shit, right? Yep. <laughs> and and it's really easy to surround yourself with with yes people and to stay where you are. But if you actually want to grow and do better, you gotta you gotta let people you gotta listen to the people who are gonna tell you the hard truths. I think that 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 is is a really really big thing, and I struggled a lot with that. I can you give us like, an example with that with with maybe somebody oh, in your life? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I think that I have, a, I have a wonderful relationship, thankfully, with my middle sister. And um, at first, it w it was really tough because she's a she's a keep it real kind of a woman, and I had a really hard time accepting that and hearing somebody tell me when I fucked up or when I, when I didn't do the right thing and, um, I would get really defensive. And so then people didn't want to talk to me about stuff. People didn't want to come to me with anything because why would they come and tell me something that I'm doing wrong if I don't want to hear it anyway. And I'm going to, I'm going to give pushback. Like I'm just going to sit in my misery. Um, so then there's taking the look at, at yourself and, looking at how much you're contributing to it because you don't necessarily have control over the things that happen in your life. You don't have a control of everything, obviously, right. but you do have control over how you respond to it. So that's <laughs> full circle back to where you started. Like you, you have to look at where you're contributing to how miserable you are. Amen. And amen, and sister. Um, I want to, I want to grab a couple of these comments and then, mm -hmm. uh, so we got, uh, Jacqueline in the house. Uh, I got Darlene in the house. What's up, Darlene coming up to us from Florida. Um, Jacqueline says here, sometimes you your so-called homies are jealous of what you and you might become. They don't want you to better yourself. My advice is to get new homies where you love each other's and you've got each other's back. Absolutely. Jacqueline. I appreciate you for that. Nicole's here. She says, good evening. we got Samuel in the house. What's up, Samuel brother. He says, even Bruce Lee said it was hard to express oneself. Honestly, letting go of the guilt and the shame. I'm guessing. Uh, thank you, Samuel for being here. Yeah, it's so true. You know, it is, it is hard. And I sat there and I helped somebody, <clears throat> Earlier this week, um, Nicole says uh, here, she goes, for me, I've learned my life is one big perception. My best self is always shifting. Amen, sister. Yeah. When you wake up in the day, you're a brand new person. I'm not a, I'm not a, a big religious person, but I really do believe like every day when you wake up, that's a new beginning. That's a new yeah. start. Yesterday is all just electrical energy in our brains. So we can't do anything about it. But what, like you just said, we can shift our perspective about it and we can realize that everything that has happened and everything that is happening is preparing for us for what's next. Would you agree with mm -hmm. that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, 
and I don't, I think it's kind of bullshit to say everything happens for a reason, um, because that's not necessarily always the case. Sometimes life is just hard, but right. you can, again, choose to sit and wallow in it and stay in that comfort zone of being unhappy and knowing that, well, I expect things to be bad. Or you can say, I expect things to get hard sometimes, but how am I going to be better when I show up and, and those things happen? Like, how am I going to handle, like, I don't know, lost my job, right? Lost my job. And well, wow, that sucks. Now I can't pay my bills. I'm going to like, whatever, can't pay my rent, can't buy groceries. You think of you want, you start to spiral, right? Oh yeah. You can say, well, that's, that's it. I'm done. Or you can say, well, you know, I really fucking hated that job anyway. So they kind of did me a favor and mm -hmm. what's, what's next. And then, you know, you find a new job, you find a better job, hopefully. Um, and life goes on. Like you just, you can't sit in it. No, you have to, you have to realize how life is happening for you. Yeah. And that, and yeah. again, that's where to go into that big why, when we look back on our life, when do we learn and grow the most when things were easy? No when things were challenging. So we need to sit there and think like all those hard times I went through helped me learn lessons that I've applied in my life since. And so you've obviously learned lessons to sit there and say, cause I know you recently went through that. You lost yeah. your job and you could have said, Oh, poor me. And da, 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 da. you go in that self pity vicious circle that I'm a mm -hmm. victim and I'm not a victor. Or you can sit there and say, what can I take responsibility for today? What can I do differently today that I didn't do yesterday that might get me a different result? We have to put yeah. our big girl panties on, our big boy panties on, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> we have to take responsibility to say, listen, nobody's going to come save me, save me. And that once we do that, that builds that confidence muscle, that builds that credibility muscle within ourselves to say, you know what? If something does come my way, I've survived 100% of the things that I've experienced. I'm going to survive and thrive through 100% of the other things that I, that I experienced. And I'm actually going to look yeah. forward to some of those challenges because through those challenges, it may not be easy, but on the other side of it, who can I help with that? Right. And I know you help people. I know how I help people. I have yeah. a, my friend, my friend, Scott, and I talk about this every once in a while in a weird sadistic kind of way. We look forward to the challenges. And as we're going through them, we're like, okay, I'm getting this, I'm getting this. And then on the other side of it, we're kind of happy we went through that because now we're able to help other people because we personally have experienced it. Right. That integrity. Exactly. Um, Nicole says she has a question here. She goes, my question is, have we really learned what love is? Love is different for others. Where and how did I learn what love is? My love has changed and what and what it means. So talk to them about that. How do we really know what love is? Uh, I mean, she said it. It's different for everybody, right? What feels good to you? What, um, I mean, is are we talking about external love or, you know, loving other people or, or giving or receiving love? Um, because that's that's very different too everybody perceives or re receives love differently and um i mean i could go into a whole thing about love languages but uh <laughs> talk, talk about love languages a little bit i mean that's a, that's an All amazing right. book that's i mean that's a really critical book to be able to key in on what's most important for us because again we're always so worried about what other people think and what other mm -hmm. aspect of love is for me love is freedom like love is freedom for me to be me and be accepted for me and to know yeah. that I've got that confidence, whether it's a friendship love or a spouse love or my son's love or my cat's love who's sitting here on the table, you know, does it make me feel good? Yes or no. Yeah. And if it doesn't make me feel good, then that's not love. And I don't need that in my life. That's right. Yeah. I mean, and so 
love languages is just basically their what are their five love languages the yep. uh great physical book. touch um the gifts words of affirmation why do i what am i forget there are two more yeah words of affirmation gifts um acts of service acts of service yeah we'll piece it together like yeah that, that's whatever a, that's a teaser for Point people being. To <laughs> right point being that um just because you feel loved a certain way when somebody treats you a certain way doesn't mean that that person is going to feel loved by those same things yeah like i want i want quality time let's say but my partner might feel more loved when I do something for them or when I say something really nice about them or buy them something nice. Like it's, it's different for everybody. And I mean, I think that it's, it's nice to receive gifts or it's nice for somebody to do something for you, but what really, really makes you feel loved is so important and being able to tell people that because it's not just about your romantic relationships. That's every relationship in your life. Yeah. Like if I want to be a good mom, I have to know what makes my kids feel most loved. And, and I have to listen to that and pay attention to that. And when my daughter's four, my son is 15. So I have two extremes, you know, but like my daughter's not going to be like, oh, my love language is I have to pay attention. Right. <laughs> I can have a conversation with my kid. Yep. I can have um, a conversation with my older child about that and, and kind of figure it out with him. But like that matters. And then as a friend, too, how do your friends feel most loved by you? Um, communicating that. And it's really easy. Just, hey, like I. I would really love to spend more quality time with you. Or when you got me that book, that made me feel so loved. Just like little things. It doesn't have to be a whole conversation. I mean, you can if you're if you're comfortable doing that. Sure. <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a big talk. Mm. So speaking of conversations, I want to actually just want to capture this. Uh, Darlene says, Tara, Christopher, bam, bam, bam. We got Sue Francis in the house. What's up, Susan? Thank you for being here. Appreciate you uh, for being here. Susan was just recently a part of my, uh, my, my no excuses workshop. So thank you for being here. Nicole says, I think so many, I know I didn't, and I am still learning tools, skills, et cetera. I think that that's one thing that's missing. <clears throat> Yeah. And if you find something that's missing, I mean, that's, that's the thing, that's the power of this show is to be able to sit there and say, um, I'm going to go find that thing. She says also mm -hmm. life is one big science experiment, LOL, yes. take the lessons and release the rest. It's so true. Um, yeah. when, when you think about your experience and your journey about, you know, life and obviously communication is a huge, huge part of it, being able to mm -hmm. communicate, uh, within ourselves, communicate honestly with ourselves, what yeah. experiences and what tips do you have for people to be a more effective communicator? But not only that, as the sub part of that question, to be a better listener, to really be a better listener. Because I think when I teach people how to be a better listener, their lives change almost overnight. I made a little podcast mini episode about that, actually. Good, um, good. So, I'll that up for you. <laughs> so um, I think that receiving criticism i think that that's that's the that's a tough one right what right. you have to look at it from what is this person trying to tell me like where are they coming from is this coming from a place of of love and they want to help me um are they trying to communicate a need that they have um 
I mean, you can, or, or are they just being a selfish asshole? <laughs> <laughs> and then you can kind of take that and then you choose how you respond to that, right? You choose to say, okay, I hear you. And I really appreciate that you felt comfortable enough to be honest with me. That is not easy for people to do. And, no. and even just appreciating that people come to you and talk to you, that's, that's really, really hard. I mean, I've, I feel like I've lost friends because they were not able to be honest. And I was like, well, then you're not adding value to my life because you're not challenging me. And I can't be a good friend to you if you don't tell me what you need. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you don't tell me what I'm doing to hurt you or whatever, how am I going to know? You can't read people's minds. Mm. Why do people have such a difficult time with that? <clears throat> I think that everybody wants to be accepted. I think that that's part of the, um, the human condition, wanting to be loved and accepted, but knowing that the right people are going to to love and accept you and like that your vibe attracts your tribe type thing <laughs> you know it, it's it's really true i mean i've i've been through some tough shit but i've also accepted that you know what that doesn't define who i am i'm not my my whole life is not filled with miserable experiences i'm not a miserable person because of the shitty things that happen in my life i yeah. choose to take that stuff and i mean no pain no gain i feel like I'm a better person because I've been able to take those experiences and, and let them push me out of my comfort zone and into experiences that I norm that I normally wouldn't choose. Like yeah. Rambling a little. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. You're making, you're making total sense. So I want to shift gears a little bit here and talk mm -hmm. about excuses because I am the no excuses coach and yes. I know that you coach people as well. What are some mm -hmm. of your excuses and what ways have you found to overcome your excuses? I mean, the, the easiest excuse that most people make is your excuse, in, your excuse. Well, Not and, and, and so this, this so. well, this is something that I do too. Okay. Um, so I'll, to be clear, this is something that, that I didn't, I didn't mean to that wasn't my intention. I didn't mean to hurt you. Well, that really doesn't fucking matter if it hurts somebody. <laughs> so <laughs> it doesn't matter if you didn't mean to do it, it still hurt them. So what are you going to do about it? Right. I think that that's like the sim the, the simplest thing. And so what I what I have done is, okay, I still hurt that person, even though I thought that I was coming from a good place. So with what that person needs, I, I need to shift my approach. Maybe that person doesn't accept that tough love or can't take jokes because they have their own insecurities or whatever. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything wrong with them. It just means that that's how they navigate the world. And so you, you have to adapt. You do. You have to, I mean, you have to be, you have to be flexible. I think that's in mm -hmm. the situation is so many times we get, we get so rigid and it has to be this way. It has to be this way because again, we want that certainty. We crave that certainty in our life. Yes. Well, if I do this, then I'm going to get that, that type of result. But the fact is life is an adventure. Life is a nice, mm -hmm. life is a journey. It's like, where can I go explore? You know, so many times I talk about with my clients, I get them to go back to be kid-like. 
Like when was the last time you were adventurous? When was the last time you were playful? When was the last time you were really curious about something, you know, and getting into that stuff? Because so many times we, we lose that because the adults in our life, the parental guardians and the teachers and everything, get your head out of the sky. You got to be more realistic. You got to do these things. You know, they tell us to be kids when we're kids, but then all of a sudden they, they break that spirit from us. And so I think it is mm -hmm. important that when we're in a relationship to be able to be playful, but to be able to be curious to be able to ask questions and be able to, to, to get serious and be able to like really listen with empathy and emotion and be able to paraphrase back to that person to say, okay, Tara, here's what I heard you. Here's what I understand you saying, yeah. you know, just that communication tip alone, ladies and gentlemen can change the trajectory of your work relationships. Every relationship in your life is just be able to sit there and validate back to that person saying, I said, I understand that you said you didn't really want to hurt my feelings. However, that did hurt my feelings. And here's why. And here's perhaps another different way of, of approaching it with me next time. Yeah. And absolutely. so I think it's more, I think it's so important when, you know, we go through this, 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 this thing called life is that we have that open-mindedness to say, you know, today, what adventure, what thing can I get curious about today? What thing can I, can I sit there and I try a little bit differently because it's that little perspective shift. It's that little thing that I do different every single day intentionally that will change who we are over a period of time. You know, I sit there and I challenge my clients to sit there and do one uncomfortable thing a week, not one uncomfortable thing a day, but I'm like in 52 weeks, if you do something that's uncomfortable, can you imagine what type of a different person you're going to be? Can you imagine the confidence that you're going to have to say, Oh my God, I, I, I said hi to a person in a grocery store. That's totally uncomfortable for me. I spoke in front of a group of people. I apologize to somebody that I, that I know I wronged in the past. Getting out of our comfort zone is so important. Talk to us about how you get, encourage yourself to get out of your comfort zone and also your clients to get out of their comfort zone. I think that for me, um, the biggest thing is the fear of the, the unknown. And so I'm, I want to, I am a, I, I'm a recovering control freak and <laughs> perfectionist. It's a control so, freak synonymous, goddammit. <laughs> so um I think that that really I you have to you have to accept that life is going to happen and you can take it and I I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> comfort zones. We're talking about how we can get out of our comfort zones. You can, you take, can take it or leave it. it. And, and, and like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not going to do that. That, that scares me. Or you can say like, for me, I hate going to the grocery store. It stresses me out. It's overwhelming. And so recently I said, you know what? I really don't like going to the grocery store, but I'm going to do it. I'm not going to go to the big scary one where there are all the people and the crazy parking lot but I'm still going to go. And I did that. And I was like, you know what? That wasn't so bad. Maybe next time I won't bring my daughter with her baby in the stroller because she <laughs> right. had a meltdown with pushing the, the baby stroller. But like, was it really that bad? No, I survived. So um, it's, it can be very little things like that. It doesn't have to be this big act. Um, what, what scares you? Like, that was one of them. And so it's different for everybody. Working out was another thing for me, pushing myself to go a little longer when I was doing the cardio that, um, I mean, I have, I have psoriatic arthritis. And so sometimes it's painful to move. And mm -hmm. so still pushing myself. I went five minutes yesterday. I'm going to go six minutes today. Yes. You know what? Actually I can keep going and I can go eight or nine minutes. And then that sense of accomplishment gives you that confidence to, to keep stepping out of your comfort zone and realizing, you know what, 
trying new things really isn't so bad. And that's the thing that I want to talk about is we have to flip <laughs> that script. Yeah. Like instead of it's not going to be so bad, how about how good can it really be? Mm -hmm. Right. That's what I think about it. So many times we sit there and we think, oh, I, you know, I'm just kind of scared to do this. What if I said, I'm excited to do this. I'm excited yeah. to go to the big grocery store. I'm excited to go, to go a couple extra. I'm excited to see what I'm made of. I'm excited to push my limits because I don't. And so many times we don't push our limits, but yet we expect to have these great things happen in our life. That's what we have to do. We have to push ourselves. We have to push our limits. I was just at Disneyland on Sunday. And I'm not a heights person. I used to be a roller coaster guy and all this other stuff. And I still can go on it, but Ferris wheels for some reason freak me the fuck out now. But mm. every time I go to a fair or whatever, I go on them. And so I could have sat there and let my wife and son go up there, go, go all the way to the top and everything. But I said, I'm excited to go sit in this cage and go to the top and see the view of the park. I didn't say yeah. I was scared. I didn't say I don't want to do it. I just sat there and said, I'm excited because I have to be my own best coaching client, right? Mm -hmm. I have to be my own best coaching client. I'm like, if I was sitting here talking with somebody who's afraid of heights, what would I say? And I'd say, yeah. I would be excited to go experience this with my wife and my son. It's not that I'm afraid of heights or, you know, that I don't like them because we sit there and we tell ourselves, we program ourselves over and over and over again. I don't like going to the store. I don't like going to the store. I don't go, but I'm going to go instead of saying, you know what? I haven't in the past, but now I'm excited because I know that each time that I do it, I'm going to find a little bit more strength and resiliency. And I'm going to see and realize that it's not that big of a deal. And I'm going to be able to yeah. show my daughter that it's more of a thing. Because when I was at uh, another amusement park years and years ago, we were waiting for Colossus here in, in Southern California, Magic Mountain. The group in front of me was excited. They're like, oh my God, it's going to be so much fun. We got to put our hands up in the air and da, 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 da. what are we going to do after this? And they're all excited. The group behind me was like, oh my God, you don't look so tall. And what if the, what if the mechanic didn't, you know, so I had, I had excitement in front of me and I had fear behind me. And uh -huh. so I learned in that moment, like it's all about just that little shift. Again, that shift we've been talking about throughout this entire conversation. If I could sit there and say, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about who I get to become. How many more times do I go on a, on a like if this time, honestly, the Ferris wheel didn't bug me at all. Like normally, as soon as it starts going up, I feel, but I kept telling myself, I'm excited about this. I watched my pulse rate, right? My pulse rate was 66. My mm. pulse rate went to 71 before it was because I had programmed myself to sit there and say, oh my God, it's so high. No, it's exciting to go up there. Talk to us yeah. about how we can change the language that we use on ourselves in order to change the outcomes that we experience. Totally. I, I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, another example of stepping outside of my comfort zone is being being really afraid of talking to people that I want to talk to. And so I used to be like, oh, I really want to talk to that person. They seem really interesting. And then I wouldn't do it. And so now I am the kind of person that's like, hey, I love your shoes or hey, your glasses are really cool. And depending on how they receive that, um, that's how I know, okay, this person is open to talking to me. And worst case scenario, they're like, thanks. And they turn away. And, and that's that you probably won't ever see that person again. But I did that. I, I approached it very terribly. Um, but I did that with a guy that I thought was very handsome. And uh, it, it was it was a little it was a little awkward at first, but he was very sweet about my awkwardness. And now we're a year later. And he is my boyfriend and he is an incredible partner. And so had I not done that, had I not stepped outside of my comfort zone and not talked to the really good looking guy, because I was like, Oh, I have no chance. Well, then I would never have gotten to know what a wonderful human being he is. So oh. it, it's little small things and, and really, really big things. 
Boom. Tara, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this. Thank you for sharing that. That's so important because again, when we take that risk and we take that leap, that's living life. That's living life. That's not existing life. That's not looking at everybody else going, man, they've got this and they've got this and I don't have that. That's bullshit. It's like, go fucking get it. If you want Mm -hmm. it, go get it. Like, that's what right. I tell people. You want it, go get it. If you don't want it, then sit back and watch everybody else get it and wind up with those regrets at the end of your life. Wind up exactly. with that, oh, I should have done this and I could have done this. Fuck all that. Sit there and say, listen, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to step outside my comfort zone every single day. I'm just going to do something that if I feel uncomfortable talking to people, like I sit there and I say hi to everybody. I say good morning to everybody. Yeah. I try to make everybody's day just a little bit better just for me smiling or doing whatever I could possibly do. If it's the cashier, grocery, grocery person, whoever it might be. I want to make somebody's day better. And sometimes that's uncomfortable. Sometimes I'm just yeah. not feeling in the mood. But when you go and do that, that endorphin release to sit there and say, I just did that. Oh, here's another mm-hmm. thing I don't feel like doing. I don't feel like going and getting the mail. Get up, get the fucking keys, go get the mail. You're going to come back and you're like, I went and got the mail. Now I don't have to fucking think about it anymore. I don't feel like yeah. making this phone call. Guess what? I'm going to pick up my phone right now. and pick. Don't sit there and overthink it, ladies and gentlemen. You got to just take that action because Tara and I are living examples of people who've been through the shit, who've been through the, through the terrible situations, who could easily be curled up in a ball on a couch going, oh my God, oh my God, can you please hand me my 17 medications because I'm so depressed and I have so much anxiety? Not make it fun of people that do have that, but it's up to you to take the responsibility to be able to do that. Tara, this has been an amazing conversation. I appreciate you for being here. I told you it was going to go by fast. It's already been 48 minutes. <laughs> where, can people, where can people get a hold of you and continue the conversation and let them know what it is that you do and what it is that you provide? So my the main thing that I do is um, I have a podcast. So you can find all of the links in um, my bio to, uh, on Instagram. That's, uh, well, there we go. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I am at tea time Tara. So very easy tea time Tara. Um, and for uh, the link in my bio, it is elevate dash tea time dot life and then backslash link dash in dash bio. So y- it much easier to just go to my Instagram profile page and click the link because that'll right. give you all the other <laughs> links to get in touch with me. Um, but I really want to help people enjoy the human experience because we I mean we, we just talked all about how how hard it is and and but how amazing it can be so I, I want people who are struggling to know number one that they're not alone because so many people struggle everyone's struggle is different um that's also like it's it's not like the pain olympics like <laughs> <laughs> just everybody's got their shit what are you going to do about it? And so that's where, where I come in and I, I want to support people in getting beyond that and living to the, their best capacity capability and even pushing a little bit beyond that, because that's, that's really when your life gets better. I mean, I feel like a year ago, I would not have imagined even where I am today and the kind of person that I have already become in such a short amount of time, Um, And it's all because I chose to do what I did. I chose to see the things falling apart as the opportunity not to rebuild, but to build something better, just to start all over again. And having that mindset really did change my life. And so I feel I feel very happy. (laughs) 
I am proud of you, girl. I've been a part of that Thank journey for, for a little bit of it. I've seen your growth and I'm, yeah. I'm excited to continue to see your growth. And of course, Thank you always you. know I'm, I'm your brother. I got you. Whatever yeah. you need, you know, we elevate one another. We surround ourselves yes. with the gas people. You're straightforward. I'm straightforward. We're going to continue to elevate this world. And I just appreciate you being here on Raw and Unscripted, being, sharing your soul with us and sharing your journey with us. I'm going to place you backstage. Don't go anywhere because I still want a little chat with you. Okay. I'm just Thank close you so much for having me. You're welcome. And by the way, happy birthday to you. Happy <laughs> birthday you. to you. Happy <laughs> birthday, dear Tara. Happy birthday to you. It was her birthday yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. So I promised I would sing to her. So there you have it. You have Christopher oh, Roush singing. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm going to place you backstage. Don't go anywhere, sweetheart. Okay. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, thank you all for being here. We got Walter in the house. Actually, we were just talking about you. Walter. Walt McKinley was, what's up, fam? Great to see you both here. Yeah, she was actually telling me that before she came on the show, she wasn't listening to music. I listened to music a few minutes before I go on. She was listening to your recent podcast, which, by the way, go check it out. Legacy Drew. Legacy Driven Marriages. Let me say that so people can actually hear me. Legacy Driven Marriages with Walt and Stephanie McKinley. Uh, he also says here, he says, it's all a choice and the one we make will determine the direction of our life. Yes, it is, man. I and mean, Walt's been on my show a couple of times. Uh, Walt and I might be doing something that's going to be super fun. Um, and, and I'll just give you an idea that you might just fuck around and find out. Let's just figure it out. Maybe we got to make that happen, dude. So he goes, love that. Uh, let's go. So it's been an amazing conversation. We appreciate Jacqueline Rose has been in the house talking with us. Says change is going to come when you get out of your comfort zone. It truly is. I mean, I inspire you guys to go sit there and think about what it is that you can do every single day um, in your life. You know, what is the one little nuance? That you, I don't feel like going to the gym today. I'm going to go to the gym today. I don't feel like making myself a healthy breakfast. I don't feel like meal prepping. I don't feel like whatever it might be. When you call bullshit on that opportunity, guess what starts to change your perspective? Because you sit there and realize, man, I'm so glad I did that. But what happens when you don't do it? You sit there and you keep your, your list. If you're like me, I, I, I write everything out. It's like, oh, I didn't do that today because I didn't feel like it. Oh, I didn't do that today because I didn't feel like it. Oh, I didn't. Then what do you do? You beat yourself up. You beat yourself up. And then you sit there and say, oh, man, I suck, man. I should have done it. You know, so you get a chance tomorrow. You wake up tomorrow and guess what you get to do? The first thing in the morning, you get to say what you're grateful for. And then the next thing you get to do is that you get to set the intention. My intention today is to get out of my comfort zone. My intention is to do one more rep. My intention is to take one less bite of the bad shit. My intention is to throw away the bad stuff in my house so I can start to feel better. My intention is to be a little bit more honest in the relationships that I have with my loved ones so that maybe we can get, grow and get stronger. My intention is to be the best that I could possibly be, and I'm not going to put up with any of my excuses. God's honest truth. I've been going to the gym quite a bit again lately. And I'm sitting there like, normally I'm a very, okay, I do three sets of 20. I do three sets of 10. I do. And lately I've been sitting, I'm going to do four sets and I'm actually going to do 12. And so I'll get to that. Like, especially with my, my stomach, I've been like, once I get to like, I do three sets of 20 and this time I've been sitting there saying, I'm going to go to 25. And guess what? I went to 25 on the last set. I sat there and said, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to 30. Not only did I would go to 30, I kept going. I had more in me, but I sat there and had that limiting belief. Like I stop right here. Where is it in your life that you can continue to go and can continue to push? Because as you do that, as that greatness starts to emerge from yourself, it's pretty incredible what you start to look at next. It's not about what's necessarily happening right now. You're, you're building the, the building blocks of your confidence, but it's next. Oh, wow. You know what? I'm going to ask my boss for a raise. You know what? I'm going to quit my job and go for and start my business. I'm going to go do these things because I know that I'm capable when I push myself that it's going to show up and I'm going to deliver for myself because I've gone through all the different things that I've gone through in my life to prepare me for who I am today. And God damn it, I don't want to wind up with any regrets later on down the road because I was too safe and I was too certain and I was too scared and I was too this. Get excited about your life. 
get excited about the opportunities for failures and mistakes and all those other things, because that's really not what it is. It's all opportunities for you to learn and grow and become the best version of yourself that you possibly become. Because I look at life like this. Again, I'm not a super religious person, but I think that one day I will come before God, source, universe, and then there's going to be a, a checklist like, Chris, you came to earth to do these things. And my biggest fear is that I'm going to get there and they're like, oh, you should have done this. You should have done this. You could have done this. You could have done this. But you didn't because you played it safe because you were scared because you were this. Like, nope, 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 nope. Every single day and every single way, I have a big enough why because I know that my words and my actions every single day will make this world a better place for who I am and what I do. So what is your why? And find your why and get serious about it and eliminate the people in your life. Like we talked about, Terry and I talked about, get rid of the people in your life that do not support that. Do not sit there and say, you know what, Chris, you should go for that. You know what, Chris, you should be yourself. Walt is that for me. Walt and I talk every single week. He's like, bro, you should be this. You should. I literally have literally have a street from, from he and I having a conversation. I literally have a, a, a sticky note that said street, Chris, don't give a fuck. Because sometimes I tend to be, you know, edgy, but I'm not so edgy. And it's literally, I put a note up there for myself because I take the words and actions uh, for my friends seriously. Get the right people in your life and start doing those things. Eliminate the toxic people out of your life. Eliminate the shit that, that distracts you from the, your focus. Have fun, but go out there and do you. Be you. That's what this is thing. That's what the title of this is. Be unapologetically you. And if people get it, great. Have them come along for the ride. If they're not, like my sister, you wish them well and say, Hey, listen, I'm going to have a great life. Anyway, you do what you got to do and we'll see you in the end. So what is it going to be for you? Ladies and gentlemen, are you going to sit there and take the fact of what we've been talking about here and apply it in your life? Are you going to say, Oh, that was really inspiring. And then go back to your, your, your same normal routine. Don't do that. Life is short. Life is so very short and every single day and every single way, when you're living on the edge and you're feeling a little bit excited, it's pretty crazy what it is that you attract in your life. So think about that. I love you guys. We're going to be back here next week on the Ron Unscripted Show. I think it's a solo show next week. Um, again, my friend and I, Walt and I have been talking. He's like, dude, you need to do more solo shows. Um, actually, no, not next week is not a solo show. Next week is Joanne Brooks. Oh my God, you got to be here for this. This chick is, I shouldn't call her a chick. She's a lady. Um, she is such a spark. She is a spark of inspiration, a spark of uh, spontaneity. We're going to have a great time. Joanne Brooks is going to be here next week. And then after that, there's a solo show. I haven't given a title to the solo show. So if yours a particular product or particular product, a subject you want me to talk about on the solo show where it's just me, no guest, uh, send me an email info at no excuses coach.com or uh, send me a message, you know, send me a smoke signal, something like that. I got Scott Goya in the house. What's up, Scott? Sorry, I missed our thing today. I was trying to get on and find out about my utility company jacking up my rates. But Scott says, keep going, keep growing, keep flowing. Boom, shaka, laka, laka, boom. Yes, yes, yes. And Walt says, facts always growing each other, bro. Appreciate you. Love you guys. Uh, we'll see you here next time on the Raw and Scripted Show. Go out there, be brilliant. Go out there, be kick ass. Go out there, be unstoppable.